Hey folks, hey, this is Wesley, Billion Dollar Virgin here, okay? And I'm tuning in from the living room, as you can see here. And what I want to do real quickly here is give you the three multi-millionaire secrets that I personally swear by, okay? I've never shared this before, but this is really for my millennials and my generation Zers, teenagers, young adults, everybody that wants to do something great. Okay? And um, there are only three in my book. And let me show you something here. I've never showed this. I haven't showed it in a long time. You know, many of you want to know, you know, Wesley, how much money are you really making? Well, take a look. This is daily income. 20,000, 38,000, 22,000, 18,000, 47,000. And um, honestly, I attribute these three secrets to that amount of income. And yes, I'm blessed. You know, I'm so grateful to have this opportunity to be able to play life or play the game of life on this side of the fence as a wealthy individual. But I want to share this with all of you. And I want you to listen close. And listen, you don't have to do it. It's your choice. I truly believe that everybody has an opportunity every single day of their life to make choices. And number one is this. Me personally. I don't do drugs. I've never done drugs in my life. I've never tried weed. I've never tried cocaine, mushrooms. I never popped pills in my life. And I know, you know, some rich people, they do that stuff. And I truly believe that people that do that is because they're looking for something, a feeling that they feel that they can't achieve themselves. No drugs. Two is, I don't drink alcohol. Yeah, maybe if I ever go out, which I never do, I may have a sip of this, but I don't drink. It's just not fun. And I get it. You know, many of you love to drink. You live for the weekend. It makes you calm, relaxed, and it gives you opportunity for you to be your true self. But in my opinion, and I'm not a doctor, drinking and getting drunk, it does more harm to your mental state than it does in a positive direction, okay? It hurts you more. It, debilit it debilitates you more than it helps you. Does that make sense? And number three. Multi-millionaires, myself, we don't hang around with losers. And I don't want you to take this personal. But we don't, like me, I don't hang around losers. Just don't. I don't hang around people that cry. 
about what's not working. I don't want to hang around people who have the victim mentality. They think that the world is against them. Everybody's against them. No one wants to help. I don't hang around those people, and I never will. So those are my three. No drugs. No drinking. And no losers. And let me share something with you. If you choose to adopt that type of quality of life, you have the life that you've always wanted. Trust me. Even millionaires and rich people, some rich people, you know, that indulge into alcohol and drugs. Um, it's a very challenging life for them. And, you know, aside from making a lot of money, I think what all of us really desire is to live the best quality life as humanly possible. And yes, we want a ton of money, but you want to be healthy. You want to look healthy. And you want to be able to live a very long time. And to me, that's real wealth. To have the money, to be healthy, to have the vitality, to have the strength, and to have the youthfulness to be able to do what you want to do for the rest of your life. Okay? So that was it. Any questions for me? You guys like my music? Isn't it romantic? <laughs> Any questions for me, folks? Any questions for me? I just want to share that with you, you know. Um, it's just like my motto. It's no drugs, no drinking, no losers, period. Ever. And I understand that many of you won't do it. And I get it. You know, you're not going to do it. I get it. You're not going to. Um, but there, there are many people that do this. I mean, Money Mayweather, he doesn't drink. He doesn't do drugs. He's one of the richest black men on the planet right now. And there's many of us. Grant Cardone, he doesn't drink. Doesn't use drugs. Doesn't hang around losers. So don't have this facade or this thinking that, you know, rich people, we do drugs. Or that rich people, we just entertain all these acts of debauchery. Not true. Some do, but not all. Because I am more interested, honestly, me, myself, despite all the money I will make, what's important for me is to live the best quality life as humanly possible. And that is how I feel. I don't want to feel sick. I don't want to feel tired. I don't want to feel energyless. I don't want to feel exhausted. Because I'm taking some substance, or I'm drinking something, storing something, taking something to put me in a better state of mind. I understand that I have total control over my mind and my body and that at any given moment any feeling that I want to feel I don't need a substance everything that I want everything that I desire is inside of me and guess what it's inside of you too
Okay? It's inside of you too. And almost everybody on this live here are, even the people that will ever watch this podcast or listen to it, you know, many of you do one of the three things. You know, some of you hang around losers. You know, some of you, unfortunately, are losers. You know, losers are just the people who just can't win. It's not because they can't win. It's because they're just not willing to do what it takes to win. Right? The sacrifices. The tough times, the challenges, the adversities. And then most of you drink drink alcohol right some of you have a glass of wine every night so when you go to the club you have to have a drink it's like it's mandatory for you and in my opinion that's sad it's very discouraging that you can't separate yourself and be able to claim this mood that you seek with the added with the with the drugs and with the the liquor that you don't realize that that mood or that feeling that you seek from a chemical substance, the chemicals that you need live within you. Any questions here? Any questions for me? This doesn't have to be a long podcast and listen if you're brand new. I'm Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin, and this is the Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin Podcast. And I go live every night to make a contribution to the world. I go live every night to give men and women an opportunity who are entrepreneurs, new entrepreneurs, people that don't know what they want to do, people that are trying to decide how to manifest their dreams. I educate. I'm not here to motivate you. I'm not here to inspire you. I'm here to educate you. I'm here to share my ideology, my my blueprint of what caused me to have such an outstanding quality of life. Okay? So any questions for me? Speak now. I'm giving you the opportunity to pick my brain. I'm a digital marketer. I'm a father. I'm a son. And I'm rich. I'm worth over $40 million. And I'm living my best life. I feel good. I look good. And I'm grateful. And I want, the reason why I do this is because I want everybody to have the opportunity to say, that they had they shot. Like you had your opportunity to talk with a multimillionaire, some, you know, just random black man from Houston, Texas that's worth over $40 million. You'll never say, you know, when you die, when you pass on, that you never had the opportunity to speak on one. Because some of you, you use that as an excuse. You say, well, no one ever helped me. I didn't get a chance to have a conversation with the person I wanted to become. But that'll be a lie because I'm giving you the opportunity right now. Okay? Let me look at the questions here below. What would you do if you was broke right now and you had to start from scratch? Honestly, 
I would either start a YouTube channel and I would grind it out. Or two, I would just create a new digital product online. That's all I would do. I would find a product that is already doing well on the internet and I would model it. That's all I would do. I would model the product that was doing well. It doesn't matter if it took me one month, two months, three months, but I would model that product until I had it perfect. That's what I would do personally. Okay. What computer do you recommend getting King West? Well, I have an Apple. How many hours of sleep is enough? Three to four hours is plenty. West, how can I find the mantra tone you used during the last live meditation we did? Just type in Divi Prayer in YouTube. What about the ones that tried and sacrificed everything? Gave up their whole world to try and make it and still fail. I devoted my life to done few serves and came out with less. Educate me. Wait, Jack, it's not over, man. You know, if you dedicated your life to the Dunfew Service Program, you'll be making money right now. But obviously, you have not devoted your life to it. You just said it. But you're not committed because a committed person would never talk negative about their experience as it relates to becoming a wealthy person. They just don't do it. Because, see, they understand the lessons. It's the inner work. It's not the skill. It's not the techniques. It's a million ways to make money online. But my friend, everything as it relates to your success that you desire, it has to deal with you and how you think about it. And right now, that comment you just made, that tells me that you have given up. That tells me that you've failed, that you've quit. And winners, they don't quit. They never do. In the words of 50 cents, they'll get rich or die trying. And I would tell you this, keep trying. Have a positive attitude. Every day is a new day. Every day you have a new day to make a new decision, to decide, to think in the way of optimism. Okay? What's next here? Send a question above here. Okay. How can I get the... Oh, I already answered that question here. Questions for me, young people. How long do you meditate for? Currently, I've been meditating for about two hours a day. But I split it up into 20-minute increments. Hey, Wes, thank you. Encountering challenges with my partner of five years who is trying to make it with me on the path but he is broke and I'm sick of him complaining despite his efforts. Advice. Well, Angel, I will have a talk with him. Honestly. Well, you know what? Let me, how about I be honest? If I'm, if I'm being honest with you, I would just let him go. Honestly. I would say, you know, it's not going to work for me. I'm going to take this company and you're relieved of your duties. It depends on kind of partnership you guys have, but I'm pretty sure you guys don't have contracts yet because you're not even making money. But I would let him go immediately. But what you can do is have a conversation with him. Say, hey, I'm not going to be able to succeed or have the type of thinking that's necessary for me to succeed in this company. Because you're too negative And you're complaining too much. And that's becoming very cancerous in our business. Talk to him just like that in a very intelligent way. And I'm saying, I'm going to give you two options. 
you can stay and get your act together. Be more positive, be more supportive. Or two, get your ass out of this office right now. I love you. Like, I, I, we'll, we'll hang. But I need you to leave right now if you're not willing to do the options I gave you in number one. And I just call being a great business person. It's not insensitive. It's called being a great business person, okay? Because see, CEOs and owners of companies, they make the tough decisions. Employees, they'll never make a decision. Employees, it's hard for them to make any type of decision about anything. But the employers, the CEOs, we make the hard choices. Just like Elon Musk, he had to make a choice to lay off thousands of people for Twitter. Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, he had to lay off 11,000 employees for Meta. Meta. He didn't want to, but he had to. Okay? What's next? Wesley, please reach out to me, bro. Last time I would ask, can we talk on the call? We can go live, but I'm not going to call you on the phone. Can you be my mentor? I'm being your mentor right now. And can I give you guys some advice here, you know? And listen, don't don't take what I'm about to say personal. Honestly, don't. You know, a lot of you just get butthurt so quickly here. You know, you want a real life experience from a millionaire. I'm letting you know how it is. You have to stop begging. Stop being a fucking beggar. You know, always begging. Please, Wesley, please help me, help me, help me. Help me out. Please, please, I'm struggling. I don't know what to do. Please, my mentor. Please, please, please. Why would... Why would you think anybody want to help a beggar? Think about it in perspective with a woman and a man. You think any woman wants a man that begs for them? Please, baby, take me back. Please, please, I love you. Please, 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 please. I know you don't like, but please, please give me a chance. Nah. Nobody likes a beggar. No one wants a person that has a victim mentality. And no one likes a person that chooses to use pity to manipulate others to get them to do something. Stop begging. Stand up. Put your chest down. Put your shoulders back. Put your head up and fucking keep going. Because it's tough. And it's not like no one's going to help you, but no one wants to help a beggar. It's like when you're driving in your car, you know, you have the beggars on the side of the street. You know how that is, right? You know how they look at you. The kids don't look them in the eyes because you look them in the eyes, they got you. But they at your window and you're like, fuck, damn, these freaking beggars knocking on your window, trying to clean your freaking windshield. Pisses you off, don't it? Get upset. And the reason why you get upset is because they can do more. The reason why you're upset because in your mind you think they're lazy. And they are. And they're trying the easy way out. Begging for money instead of going to get a job. Well, that's how we view bigger beggars. Because I know you can do it. Even though you think you can't do it. Even though you think you need my help or my assistance. I know you have it within you. And I'm not going to award your behavior if you're a beggar. I'm not going to do I'm going to ignore you. I'm going to act like you don't exist. And it's not that I'm being cynical or negative to you. I'm teaching you a lesson. 
And I'm teaching you how to depend on yourself. That's one of the lessons I had to learn as an entrepreneur, as a successful one. I had to realize that I had to depend on Wesley Virgin. Yeah, in my 20s, I was just like you. I wanted people to help me. I wanted people to assist me. I wanted people to make me rich. But I realized as years passed that the only person that can guarantee my success was me. It took me a very long time to understand that. I was the only person that can guarantee my success because I thought other people would do it. I thought other millionaires or other eight-figure earners and seven-figure earners were going to do it for me. But it was me the whole time. I had the same power. I had the same intellect. I had the same faculties of my mind to do exactly what they did. And I did it. And I want you to understand that you too have the same power. One day you will agree with me. As long as you don't give up, as long as you don't quit, you will realize that you have the cognitive ability to do it, to do well, to become a master of your skill, of your trade, of your niche, of your business, of whatever you're trying to do to succeed greatly. Okay? Question for me. Questions here. Um, talk to me here. Wes, can I use someone else email list to promote my product? Whose list? Uh, I mean, I would say no because it's not your list. Right? Even if someone gave you their list. You have to know when they last emailed that person. So I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest that. Use your own list. Build your own list. Okay? Unless you're talking about asking someone to send an email to your offer. Okay? What's the next here? Talk to me. What does it take for one to become... To make their first million. Come on, next gen. You've asked me this question over and over again. Some of you, you know, if I can be very honest, can I be very honest here tonight? You know, some of you are like on a carousel. You know, a carousel. You know, you get on the carousel and it goes in circles, right? And some of you are on the carousel and you're having a good time. You're laughing. You're on the little horse. But you're not going anywhere. Like you forget you're on the carousel. You're going in circles. And some of you with your questions, you're like that because like I do pay attention to who jumps on the live here. And some of you ask the same question. How do I make a millionaire? How do I make a million? How do I get over this? How do I get it? And I've already answered that so many times. And you're like that person on the carousel. And you're going in circles. You're having a good time. You're moving, but you're going in circles. Listen, if you want to make progress, get off the carousel. Like if you want to stop going in circles, like many of you, your life is like a circle. I mean, you're just going in circles like a hamster wheel. 
like 2021, 22, 23, 24. It's going to be very identical for a lot of you. You got to get off the carousel. I get it. It's safe. You know exactly what to expect when you're on the carousel, right? You know, you're going to go in a circle and you're going to go in a circle again. I get it, right? But when you leave the carousel, now you're going to the land of the unknown because you have no clue on what's going to happen. You can leave your job tomorrow morning and now you have to be a part of this business world. And listen, you might fail. It might not work. You might start a company and you might lose a ton of money. Yeah. I'm going to let you know that failure is a part of the process. And if you can't embrace failure right now, where you are, because that's why a lot of you won't leave the carousel because you won't embrace failure. You won't embrace the unknown. If you can't embrace it nor get familiar with it, learn it from a billionaire. He said, you'll never be rich. He said, if you can't embrace failure, embrace it. Fight with it. Deal with it. You'll never be rich, ever. You'll be the person on the live asking the same question for the next five, ten years. Still living the same life, making the same amount of money, still bitching and complaining, still blaming others for your shortcomings, and not making any progress. What I'm going to suggest you do is, is the unknown scary? Yes. Is it going to be tough? Very. Is it going to be situations that you have no clue on what to do? Absolutely. Is it going to take time? Absolutely, yes. But is it worth it? Hell fucking yeah. Okay? Let me tell you something. It's worth it. Like all the nights that you're going to cry. Nights that you're going to sleep under the covers. You're going to feel bad because... You feel that you're not making any progress at all. Like all those nights, all those lonely nights, all those lonely times, all that, those times we have no support. Listen, it's going to be very worth it. Once you're at the top. You'll thank God. You say, you know, I'm so grateful that I chose to remain in my solitude while I developed myself to become the man or the woman I was supposed to be. You're going to be grateful. That's why I'm so grateful every single day of my life because I'm so grateful for all the sacrifices and all the times that people told me to go back to work. They did. They told me to go back to work. My own parents told me to go back to work. You know, they did it because they just didn't want to see me suffer. People told me that you can't make a million dollars. How you gonna make a million dollars, Wes? You in debt right now. Didn't you just have a bankruptcy? Wesley, why you keep jumping into all these different businesses, all these different companies? Every month you got a new company and you're trying to sell us on something new. You need to get focused and consistent on one thing. Just go back. You got, you, you're smart. You got, you got a good job, man. Just stay there. And listen, I'm so grateful because I didn't listen to those people. I'm so grateful that I said, well... You know, maybe, maybe, look, maybe I'm wrong not to listen to you folks, but I'm going for it. And I did. And I didn't have any support. I didn't have a chill lead on the side. I didn't have a girlfriend saying, go, where should it go? Absolutely not. But let me tell you what I did have. 
I had Wesley motherfucking virgin. And that's all I needed. And I want you to understand all you need is you. That's it. You could be your cheerleader. You could be your own motivator. You could be the person to tell yourself every day that you are badass woman. You're a badass man. You can tell yourself this every single day of your life. You can give yourself the talks that you need to have when you start to spiral. You can give yourself the support that you need when you feel you want to throw in the towel. Does that make sense? You got yourself. And until you realize that's all you need, you're going to be lost in that carousel. You're going to be on the carousel with everybody else. Laughing, drinking, doing drugs, having a good time. But going nowhere. Going nowhere. Questions for me. Talk to me. questions here. Wes, how much do you you spend on ads these days? A couple of hundred thousand a month. How do you become the guilt of surpassing others? Overcome the guilt? I don't I'm not guilty for surpassing others. You think I feel guilty because I made a million and all my friends in high school didn't? Absolutely not. You think I feel guilty because I was the first generation millionaire in my family? Absolutely not. I don't feel any guilt at all. You know why? Because everybody has their own individual life. Everybody has their own individual decisions. Everybody make their own choices. I'm a father of three children. I'm not the father of my cousin, my uncles, my aunts and friends. No. Which means is, Every person on the planet, family or not, friends or not, everybody has an opportunity to do something great. Key the opportunity, but most people won't. So when and how do you give back to people who have less? I give back all the time, my man. You know, I, obviously I don't show all of it on, on, on Instagram, but I try to. Because I already know it's going to be somebody out there to say, well, Wesley, he he doesn't share his money with the world. He doesn't make contributions. He doesn't donate. <sighs> right? It's no pleasing people, by the way. You got to understand that, too. For all my future millionaires that will eventually become rich, you cannot please people. <laughs> it's impossible. But that's what makes it fun, honestly. Because you'll never please a person. Because people, like poor and average people, regulatory people, they will always find a way to see a cloud when it's sunny outside. I mean, it can be a beautiful day. Say, hey, look at that beautiful day. You say, well, yeah, it is, but I see those clouds forming over there. You see that? It may rain. And there's many people like that. They always have a reason to find the cloud when somebody's trying to shine. So it's no guilt. I don't feel guilty. For what? <laughs> What's next here? How important is creativity in achieving financial success? 
Um, I think it's very creative, but I mean, I think it's very important because you got to be creative enough to realize that when you leave your job and you don't have any money, you got to be very creative to pay your bills. You got to be very creative to pay your rent, to pay your car notes, right? Because you don't have a job anymore if you go ahead and take a leap of faith. Like when I left my job, I had to be very creative to make money because I was still building the company. So I had to be very creative on how I was going to bring money in to pay for my responsibilities. Okay. How do you feel about broken homes? How do you feel about babies being raised in two separate places? Um, broken homes? It depends on how you define the word broken. Are you talking about children that don't have a dad or a mother in the house? Or are you talking about mothers who own coke and crack and they smoke weed every day? Are you talking about mothers that abuse their children or fathers that abuse their children? I mean, what are we talking about here? How do you feel about babies being raised in two different places? That's okay. It's not a big deal. If you're talking about if a man and woman decide to get divorced and the children have to go back and forth, it's no problem. Of course, the kid wants the two people that created them to be together, but what the kid needs most is love. Okay? That's it. They need love. It's not important for two parents to be in the same household but what the kid wants is love and attention and if you can give that kid love and attention that child will be very functional in the world okay so it's not important in my opinion it's not imperative for you know two people that just make a decision that they can no longer get along that they refuse to be toxic together and they choose to uh dissolute the marriage or dissolute the relationship. Because I want you to understand something. Whether you're married or whether you with a woman right now and you have a child. Um, what's important is your happiness as an individual. That's more important than our happiness. Does that make sense? Let, let, me, let me say it again. You know, many people, when they're with a person, they say, you know, I want us to be happy. I want us to be happy. I want us to be happy together. But you have to be happy by yourself. Like, two people can't be happy together until two people are happy as an individual. Make sense? So, if you're trying to make it work because of your children... You're doing yourself a disservice. You're doing your partner a disservice. And you're also doing your children a disservice. Okay? Because you're giving them a reflection of toxicity. Right? You're giving them an image of marriage in a way that is negative. Because you can't fake it too long. Children are smart. They know something is wrong. Why is daddy always sleeping in the other room? Why is mama always sleeping in my room? Does that make sense? Why are they always arguing? You're always going back and forth with each other. Why are they screaming? <laughs> What's next here? Questions. Questions here. Talk to me. What is your favorite place to travel? Is it still France? Yes, Paris. It is. I love Paris.
do you use guided meditations? If so, who do you like? Um, I don't I don't no longer least use any type of guided meditations. I just listen to the music. You can even meditate to this. After a failing business, how do you get back motivated to keep going? I've given up, Wes. And I'm just stuck right now. I get it, Shayla. Like, I've been there. Um, but listen, failure has to give you strength. See, most people, how they perceive failure, they perceive it in a way that makes them feel depressed or down or hurt or sad or just as if they're just ready to throw in the towel. But failure has to give you strength. You know, I talked about this on one of my last podcasts and I shared what is the greatest version of yourself because everybody wants to be the greatest version of themselves. And many people, they have a very interesting definition of the greatest version of themselves. They believe that the greatest version of yourself is the version that can do anything. I can do all things. You know, I can just conquer anything, any task. But that is not the greatest version of yourself. The greatest version of yourself is when you fail, when you lose it all, when you feel that there's no opportunities or no way out, but you find a way. You find a way in your adversity. You find a way when you have failed miserably. That's the greatest version of yourself. Like anybody can be happy and enthusiastic when they have a ton of money in their bank account or in their life. Anybody can be happy when they have the woman or the man of their dreams, right? Going out, having the best sex of your life, texting each other, happy with each other. But can you be the greatest version of yourself when you can't stand that person? When you have a visible problem in the relationship? When all the money has been sucked out of your bank account? When you go through a divorce? When you're just unhappy because your career is not taking off? When you don't know what to do with your life, can you be the greatest version of yourself when you fail in a business over and over and over and over again? When you have put all your money, all your time, everything, blood, sweat and tears into something. Can you be the greatest version of yourself? Yeah. That's how you become the greatest version of yourself. When you have... Almost nothing. But you make a decision to succeed. When it feels as if there's no opportunities. When you don't know a way out. But you make a decision to find the way out. That's the greatest version of yourself. Okay. When everybody's against you. When you have no support. No mentorship. But you find a way to pick yourself up and continue to play this game called life. Now, those people, they're unique. Those people can be admired. Which one are you? Next question here. Absolutely, Shayla. 
questions here. Talk to me. Wes, have you ever been to any of the mega events with JT? Who is JT? I have no idea who JT is. <laughs> questions for me. How much capital do you need to start an online business? Zero dollars. You don't need any capital. When I first started my my second company, had a hundred dollars to my name. And I made $20 million. Okay. Questions here. JT Fox, I don't know who JT Fox is. What's next? Look at that view. Is it not a blessing? How many of you imagine yourself having this view one day? I want you to know something. Everything starts with a dream. Everything. Everything starts with a vision of something. And whatever your dream is, and whatever your vision is, I want to suggest something to you. Don't let it go. Keep thinking about it. If you got to cry about it, cry about it. But I want you to keep picturing it. Keep seeing yourself in the situation that you want to be in. That's why I'm here. Not because I'm smart, not because I'm the smartest man on the planet. No. Not because I know something that you don't know. No. It's just, I believed in the vision. I kept thinking about it. I was dreaming about it. Musing over it, pondering over it. Every single day. When I was in that small 700 square foot apartment with, on an air mattress. I'm 30 years old, right? Can't pay child support properly. I'm in debt. But every day and every night, I kept hold to the vision. I said, I'm going to be here. I'm supposed to be here. I deserve to be here. And, um, as you can see, I'm here. When are you going to rent on the art of setting goals and achieving them? Soon. Question. Wes, what age do you want to live to? 1,000. Honestly, I don't want to ever die. I mean, my life is too good. You know how some people want to die? It just blows my mind. People just want to take their lives. They want to commit suicide. They just want to die. I'm like... I don't know why, man. Life is just such a blessing. And I know what you're thinking. Well, Wesley, you're only saying that because you're rich. Nope. Honestly, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it is more to life than money. But listen, you can't say that until you make some money. But honestly, before I made a million dollars, I started to realize that life has so many gifts in it. So many lessons if you just look at it. Like, look at the sky. Look at the lights. Look at the view. Somebody made that. Like somebody created everything that you're looking at right now. Somebody created that. 
Like, go outside and look at all the homes in your neighborhood, the apartment. Somebody created the streets, the, the gravel, the lights. Somebody did that. Is that not a blessing? To me, that is confirmation that you can create something. I just see opportunity. All right? That's God's greatness right here. What's next? How do you approach situations of customers being slow to pay for my valuable services, yet I know they've got the money? Well, you just need to learn how to sell, my guy. Okay? You got to learn how to sell. And you just got to work on it. You know, who's a good person to follow about sales is Alex or Mosey. Search him on YouTube. Listen to him. He does very well. And he's a great salesperson. You just need to learn how to sell. Okay? As a small marketer, can we compete with the big boys in the weight loss industry using Facebook ads? Absolutely. Listen, let me tell you something about competition when it comes to online marketing. It's no competition. Like the pie is so big. Everybody can win. Everybody. Like the weight loss market is not saturated at all. It's so much money. You got to think about it. Say if you had a weight loss company online and you charge people 49 bucks a month. If you had 100 customers, that's 5,000 a month. Right? Had a thousand, it's fifty thousand a month. So with seven billion people on the planet here, what I'm saying is everybody can win. Everybody can eat very well in the internet industry. Okay, there's no saturation here at all. Questions here, talk to me. Yeah, hundred million offers. Yeah. Hey, beautiful mommy, how are you? Playboy. So Bloom, Jacqueline, how are you? Cam C. Good morning. Good evening. Nice windows, thank you. Questions for me before I let you go here. You know, I wanted to chime on here on the podcast because I thought about you. And I just thought to myself, who needs to hear what I have to say? Like who out there... That needs a push. Who out there that needs to hear some words that's going to compel them to keep going. I feel that every night somebody wants to quit. That's why I go live at midnight, by the way. I think when people are in their beds, you know, when they get ready to go to sleep, they're thinking about their life and they're pondering over their life and their things that they have done and things that they haven't done. And some people, unfortunately, they berate themselves and they put themselves down and they wish they would have made better decisions in their past. And I want to go live because I want to be that adversary for you. I want to be that um, that mediator between what you're thinking, what's happening unconsciously, and what you're consciously thinking about. And I want you to know that just keep going. Don't don't stop, okay? You got this. You got this. Just like don't stop. Just keep going. You deserve it. All right? 
Like you're worthy of it is a better word. One day you will deserve it because you're only going to deserve things based off your activities, your habits, and your consistency and your perseverance to get to where you're trying to go. But everybody's worthy. There's no one that's less worthy to make money or to be happy. Everybody has the capability to do that. Okay, Everybody has the power to do that. But you have to cultivate the power that's within you. You got to mature the power. Okay, It's a process of maturation that is absolutely necessary. And we all have to go through it if you ever want to do something great on the planet. Okay, we all have to go through that season in our lives. Okay, questions here. Wesley, do you think I should do an art channel on YouTube or a weight loss channel showcasing my own weight loss journey? Weight loss journey for sure, Patricia. Tonight, that person was me. I want to quit, but I'm not. I'm going to keep going. Thank you again for the extra push, Wes. You're welcome, Shayla. Love you. Yeah, I don't want anyone to quit. I don't want you to quit. That's why I go live. Okay? Let me see here. I thought you would avoid my coming at first. But you faced it. It gave me the answer I needed. Lots of love. Absolutely, Jack. I don't avoid any questions, folks. Wes, how many vision boards do you have? Four. I think five. Four or five. Questions here. Wes, please explain what it means to have a burning desire. And how does one get a burning desire? Well, if you're talking about the book Thinking Grow Rich... And in chapter two, is it chapter two? He talked about that a man must have a burning desire for what he wants. And listen, all of you do have a burning desire for something. Some of you have a burning desire for alcohol. You can't wait till the weekend to drink. Some of you have a burning desire for drugs. Weed. Some of you just can't wait to get home and smoke some weed. Some of you are smoking right now. It's a burning desire. Some of you have a burning desire for sex. Gotta have it. You need it. Right? You do whatever it takes. You pay for it. You drive 50, 60 miles for it. Some of you have a burning desire to be lazy, to be lethargic. Some of you have a burning desire to be a complainer. You know, you're always complaining about some shit. Some of you have a burning desire to procrastinate. The point is, we all have a burning desire for something. But what you need to do is redirect your burning desire to something that's going to be productive instead of counterproductive. Make sense? Sit. Instead of, instead of having a burning desire to not take an action, have a burning desire to take action. How do you do that? You give your reasons, you give yourself reasons why you should take action and why you should take action right now. Are you with me here? That's it. Everything that you have a burning desire for, you got reasons for it. You smoke weed, you have a burning desire for weed because you have reasons why you smoke weed. Because 
it's going to allow you to feel the way that you want to feel. Same thing with alcohol, same thing with sex, same thing with masturbation, same thing with um, anything that you do. You have reasons why you do it. Okay? You have a burning desire to play video games. Some of you have a burning desire to watch TV. What was that? Hold on, folks. Oh! Does that make sense? That's just the TV. I'm watching this. um, I'm watching this movie about um, the creation of Spotify. It's pretty good. I'm always watching tech movies. Okay. Hey, Wes. How do you post a document in PC Gamer? After you've signed in, what is PC Gamer, man? I don't know what you're talking about. Wes, did all those slots get taken up with Ariella? Just asking. I'm I'm mad busy, though. I don't know. You have to reach out to Ariella, but I'm pretty sure they did. You probably have to wait um, to next month. Questions here. Hmm. Have you ever utilized hypnotherapy before? No, not personally. How important is a vision board for success? Well, I would say it was important for me because, you know, I have something on my wall in my office. It says in life, you don't get what you want. You get what you picture. So I realized because I came from the ghetto, uh, I came from the south side of Houston, Texas, I've never seen a Lamborghini, never seen a Rolls Royce, never seen a mansion. I've never seen rich people. I've never seen anything that was opulent. So I used the vision board as a way to give myself an image of what I wanted. I used the vision boards to give myself a picture of the things that I desired to have. Okay. So that's why that was very important for me. Hey, Letitia, how are you? Do you have any wealthy musician friends? Um, no. I don't think so. All my friends are nerds, man. They're computer people. <laughs> uh, don't you quit either, King West. <laughs> quit on what, girl? How can I deal with my negative emotions and thoughts? Well, understand, you don't need to deal with negative emotions. You need to redirect them or reframe them. Negative emotions and negative thoughts are inevitable, just like weeds. It doesn't matter if you want to grow a a garden or plant roses in a garden. Weeds are inevitable. Does that make sense? So it doesn't matter how much and how badly you want to be positive. Negative thoughts will happen. But you realize and learn that you can reframe your negative thoughts and you can reframe them to be positive. That's the power we all have. Okay. Wes, how do millionaires handle fake people? I mean, what's a fake person, folks? (laughs) You guys are so funny with your words, like fake people. You know, and I, and I get it. You know, people are like, oh, he's being fake. I, I don't use this type of terminology. I don't think anybody's fake. I think everybody's real. I think everybody's being their real true self. 
And I guess when you reference the word fake, you're saying that they're not being genuine. But I don't even know. I think people are operating based off the knowledge and the circumstances and the situation that they're in. You know, Uh, people are dynamic, man. People are not going to be one way in every situation. Does that make sense? Some people will be an introvert in certain situations. They'll be an extrovert in other situations. Some people will tell the truth in some situations and they will lie in other situations. Does that make sense? Because we're dynamic people. And you have to understand that about us. We're all like that. Okay. We're never just one way all the time. We're very adaptable creatures and we are here to survive. And that's what we do. We try to survive in the conditions and the environments that we are in. Okay. So I wouldn't say that people are fake. I mean, you may a better word may be misleading. All right. I think you need to use a better word than fake, honestly. Wes, please, how do millionaires have... Oh, okay. Wes, what is your why today as a multimillionaire worth over $40 million? Was it the same before you got rich? And did it evolve over time? It's so explained. You know, I'm going to be honest. At this point now, I thought about it. You know, I don't even need a why anymore to do what I'm doing. I have a purpose now. And I think once you have a purpose, I don't think the why is too much... I don't think the why is necessary any longer. Like I have a purpose to do what I do. Like what I'm doing here, this is my purpose, right? It's what fulfills me. And I would do it for the rest of my life. Doesn't matter if I make more money or less money, I will always do this. So let's just say that my why transitioned into my purpose. Okay. Questions for me. Any more questions here? Comment below here. We have some latecomers here. You're welcome. Questions, please. Questions. Awesome space. Space by lease. Any more questions for me before I let you go here? Wait, what happened to my um uh, my subject line? It's gone. Any more questions for me before I let you go, folks? I feel lost, Wes. How do I find myself? Because you feel lost doesn't mean you are lost. I mean, you're right there, man. You're not lost. You know where you're at. You know exactly where you are. You just need to think about where you want to go. You're very welcome, Rainbow. Do you think quitting your job is irresponsible? Depends on how you define the word responsible. And you know, I'm going to be honest. You know, maybe people who are normal may think it is irresponsible. But abnormal people like myself, 
may believe or think that it's just taking a leap of faith, honestly, towards what you want. All right? So I can't really answer that because to me, I don't know. I don't think it's irresponsible if you leave your job, if you go for it. Um, and I believe that you're a risk taker, that you're going for it, what you believe in. Questions here. Questions, questions. Scrolling down here. Who do you recommend to learn neuro-linguistic programming from? Richard Bandler. Richard Bandler or John Grinder. Hey, Wes. What do you think has changed the most you in the last seven years? What has changed in me the most in the last seven years? Um... I mean, I'm very comfortable with myself now. And when I say I'm comfortable with myself, I'm very comfortable with my dark side. Right? The dark side of me. Like, I got a dark side. We all do. Like, I give example. One of the attributes of one of the traits of my dark side is, like, um, I, I like women. And I like several women. Does that make sense to you? At one time. Sometimes. Not all the time. But, I mean, I do. That's what I like. So, sometimes I would indulge. And I would have several women at one time. So, I would say that's my dark side. Because it's not accepted, right? It's not accepted culturally. It's not accepted anywhere, right? <laughs> you know, women are like, oh, what? What? What you talking about? It's probably accepted in Africa. But not here. So, that's an example of my dark side, right? <laughs> All right, what's next here? So I, I would say I'm I'm very integrated. It's something that's called your shadow. That's the dark side. I'm very integrated with my shadow. You know, I'm very comfortable being myself, being my true self. Like now, I'm, I'm my true self all the time, honestly. I don't need to be someone else. I'm just who I am. And I love it. I love being me, honestly. I love being the goofy Wesley, the funny Wesley, the serious Wesley, the professional Wesley, the crazy Wesley, the Wesley that fucking curses as well. Yeah, I love all parts of me. Okay. Let me see. Yeah, question. Are you going to post this live? If so, when are you going to post this live? Yes, I will. I will post this live if I can get all of you to do a favor for me, if you don't mind. If you would just tag one person, share the video, leave a comment below. I will leave it live so you can listen to it later. Is that cool? Deal? <laughs> See, the women, they didn't like that comment. No, like, no woman wants a man to sleep with several women, even though men do it all the time, right? <laughs> but I'm the type of man, I'm just, like, I, I just, I keep it real. I really do. But I keep it real in a very intelligent way, if that makes sense to you, right? Because I don't need to hide from anything. And I'm not afraid to lose anything. See, a lot of men, they lie about their infidelities. 
Women, if you ever want to know why, why men lie about their infidelities, it's because they're afraid to lose you. See, I'm not afraid to lose you. I'm not afraid to lose any woman that's in my life. I'm not afraid at all. Like, if you got to go, you got to go. Yeah, maybe I'll be sad for a day. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if you got to go, you got to go, right? So I'm not afraid to lose a woman because there are plenty of women on the planet for once. And, um, yeah, I'm a risk taker, man. And it's important for me to live the true version of myself. I'm not going to be like a dog in between his, you know, like a dog putting his tail between his legs and be afraid of what a woman might say if I tell her that, oh, well, I did have an intimate experience with this person. I mean, you know, whatever. You know, you can't, <laughs> I can tell you guys some stories that'll blow your mind. I'll, t I'll tell you this, man. If you tell your woman that you cheated on her or that you had intimacy with another woman, the first thought in your mind is that she's going to leave you. And, you know, all women are like, I'm going to leave them. Let me tell you something. 97% of women would not leave you. They'll say they will, but they won't. Okay. And you will only know if you ever experience it. So when she catches you, just don't lie. Just say, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. She's going to be mad. She's going to be like, I'm going to never talk to you again. But she will. If you stay calm, like don't go crazy, right? Don't go saying something that you don't supposed to say. Just be calm, quiet. And I'm not encouraging infidelity. I'm not encouraging no one to cheat, okay? But I'm just saying, if you do, just own up to it. Women will appreciate that. One thing about women, women have tough skin. Tough skin. They have tougher skin than men. Men, obviously, you know, if a woman cheats on us, we cannot take it. Absolutely not. And we never will. But a woman can. They're just designed to take it. You know, they can. They can, they can take a lot of stuff. I mean, babies come out of them. So they can take pain and emotional pain all the time. They can take it. All right. So I would say, first of all, you shouldn't cheat. Okay. But, however, if you do, if you get caught, just own up to it. She's not going to leave you. 97% they're not going to let them just tell you the truth. And it doesn't matter what women say in the comments below. Oh, I'm going to leave. I'm, I'm telling you, if you've been with him for like a year, eh, it's not that easy. It's not that easy for a woman to detach emotionally like it is for a man. Okay? See? You see what women say below? Yes, we value truth. I'll tell you a story. You know, I'm going to go and tell the story. God, I can't believe I'm telling the story. Um... So, oh, God. I hope the young lady is not on here. I'm going to tell the story. Let's <laughs> just say this, okay? That there was a time that I was with a woman. We'll say this was 15 years ago, okay? I was with a woman, okay? She was young because obviously, you know, I like younger women period. Um, beautiful. I mean, I'm talking about gorgeous. You know, I mean, I wish I could show you the picture, but I can't. But um, I mean, she is gorgeous. Trust me. If you see her, you were like, God. And um, I just say that. I'm not going to say what her race is. But um, 
I know being Wesley Virgin. Now, she was gorgeous. She was cool. But we we really couldn't get along. Like, other than how we looked. But when we would have conversations, we always butt heads all the time. Does that make sense? We just always butt heads. <clears throat> so, you know, on paper, I mean, we look beautiful together, obviously, right? We look good together, but, you know, on pay- I mean, but just the personalities of the class. So, <clears throat> I met this other woman, okay? I met another woman. And obviously, she didn't know about this other woman, right? And me and the other woman start to become intimate as well. And um, one night, me and the first woman, we went out to dinner, okay? I think it was things, I don't know if it was Valentine's Day or my birthday, I don't know. And when we came back, now listen, this is going to sound terrible, but I'm going to be honest. (laughs) So that day, I was with the second girl. Like, in the daytime. She came over. She was there. But that evening, I was with girl number... uh, I was with girl number one. Like, the the one I was, like, dating. That makes sense. So, when we got home from dinner that night, she noticed my neck. (laughs) This is a true story, by the way. She noticed something on my neck. And she was like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, that's nothing. What you mean nothing? And I looked at this woman. And I said, do you really want to know the truth? Do you want to know? You know what this is. You know exactly what it is. Because, you know, I mean, woman, I obviously it's a passion mark on my neck, right? I mean, it's not, come on, you can't be silly, right? You, you don't know what it is. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you what that woman said. I hope she's not listening to this. She said, you better be lucky I like you. And she let it go. <laughs> it's the truth. And we just had a, we had a good night. Uh, but listen, let me tell you something with women, men. Um, they, this is going to sound insane, but just trust me. When you're honest with a woman, now I'm not saying all the time, all right? But 97% of the time, if you're just honest with them, you tell them what it is, they will choose you still. They'll be upset, they'll be mad, they'll leave, they'll blah, 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 whatever. But let me tell you something, they'll come back. And let me tell you why they come back and why they deal with you. Because you're the only man on the planet. That told that woman what it is and what it was. See, the average man lies over and over. He creates all these fake stories. I mean, you can catch the man in the act. Tell me, that wasn't me. What are you talking about? That's not me. I mean, men just lie so much. So women are so, like, desensitized with these lies. They just almost expect men to lie. But when you tell a woman the truth... And say, yep, I did that. I cheated on you. And I'm sorry. Yes, I was with her. But I love you. 
you know, I'm telling you, you just tell her like that, she, she'll stay with you. And let me tell you why. Because um, she appreciates that you told her the truth. And that was more important because, see, one very important desire for women is they want men to tell them the truth. They do. It don't matter what the truth is. Just tell me the truth. I'm telling you, all women are like this. You'll never, you'll never know, though. You'll never, because, you know, men are just scared. They just lie. They just lie, 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 you know, whatever. But tell them the truth. Tell them what it is. 97% of, I'm telling you, if you've been with her like six months to a year, she's not going nowhere. Not at all. All right, what's next here? Questions for me. No, it has nothing to do with being rich. Let me tell you, I did this, like I said, it was 15 years ago. I wasn't rich 15 years ago. Now, I just understood the psychology of a woman. Listen, man, what I would suggest you to do, read books. <laughs> I mean, just educate yourself, okay? Because you just don't get it, you know? Some men, oh, it's because you're rich. It's because you got money. Stupidity. You, just, you still don't get it. Nope. So many men that are not rich at all, and they have more women to, they have more women than some rich guys. Some men don't have nothing. What you talking about? <laughs> uh, question for me, please. Tell us a bad boy, scandalous, raunchy story. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't tell these stories, man. Oh, my God. I do have a story, but I can't tell the story yet. I just cannot. I cannot. I don't want to expose people, man. But I got some stories. I mean, <laughs> I got stories. It, it'll blow your mind, honestly. You, you guys would probably hate me. You'll love me, but you'll hate me. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll share those stories. Uh. <laughs> oh my God, Jesus! Let's just say I've lived a great life. You clearly have all the cash and prizes. So why did you cheat on this beautiful woman? Wasn't one enough? So that's a good question. So let me. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about cheating. First of all, I didn't cheat. One thing about me, I don't cheat on women, okay? I don't cheat at all. I'm not saying I've never cheated, but I can tell that story too, but I don't cheat. And the reason why I don't cheat because I don't get in relationships with women. Let me explain that. I never make it official. Any woman I'm with, I never make it official, okay? Any woman have ever been with me, like I never make it official. And there's reasons why I don't make it official with certain women. And I'm not saying that women can't get to the point that I can make it official with them, but they usually fail. I have high standards when it comes to women and I have expectations. And if you, if you fuck up, I'm not forgiving. And like any woman that have ever been with me, they know I'm just not forgiving. It doesn't mean that I won't deal with you. I may hang with you. I can sleep with you, but you'll probably never be that way with me ever again. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest with you, right? So I didn't cheat on her. Okay. I did not at all. We wasn't a couple. We were just 
dating or going out. You know what I mean? You know how it is. Come on, folks. We, we, we know the game. You know, you go out with a girl, go out, have sex. Then all of a sudden, you're having sex every day, you're seeing each other every day, but no one has actually confirmed is this a relationship or not, right? So that's what happened. So I wasn't in a relationship at all. I was just dealing with two women. Okay. What's next here? Yeah, so the, yeah, the personality was very different. So the thing is, it doesn't matter to me how a beautiful woman is. I don't care how good the sex is. Like, if your personality doesn't align with mine, I give an example. Like, she was just a little bit too aggressive, um, too combative, if that makes sense. You know, just going to go back and forth with me all the time. I, I like very obsequious women, which are submissive women, okay? Nurturing, soft-spoken type women. I don't need a woman that thinks she knows everything. And I definitely don't need a woman that's in their 20s to think they know everything. I'm like, girl, shut up, right? Honestly, in my mind. Right, so, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to deal with that. Not at all. Because I don't have to. What's next? Next question for me, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a lot of stories. I do. I mean, I, I, you know, listen, as this relationship gets deeper with all of you, I'll tell you more. But remember, let's don't get off the subject here where I'm here to help you. You know, I do have a philosophy when it comes to money, philosophy as it comes to dating women and men. And the only reason why I can speak about this is because I've read books and I've applied it. Okay. Everything that I share, it's not theory. I've applied this stuff with money, with women, whatever, with my body. I've applied it and it works. Okay. What's next here? I don't, you know, I don't know how we started talking about, oh, someone asked a question here. Add me to the live then. Sure. Let's go live. I love going live, folks. Why are you so unemotional to women? But commit to only having the identity of a millionaire. Hold that question, currency. Hold it. Let me come back to this man. So let me answer this question here. She says, so why are you so unemotional to women but committed to only having the identity of a millionaire? First of all, young lady, I am very emotional when it comes to women, okay? Like when I'm dating a woman, women like me. I'm telling you, they like being with me. You've never dated me, so you don't know. I, maybe one day I'll bring a woman that I've dated before on this live. And, you know, it probably didn't work out, but you just can ask her the questions here. Like, I'm not unemotional as far as, like, I don't – I'm very okay with feeling something when it comes to women, okay? But, like, I am a 
I'm a different type of man. That's that's the best way I can describe it. I'm very different, which means as yeah, maybe I may be a little bit stolid, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to treat you well, make you feel like a queen, and give you the life that you that you can never dream about. Honestly, you never dated me, so that's why you don't know. But no, I'm not unemotional, not at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm a nice guy, right? I'm a fun guy, right? But I do have a part of me that can be very blunt, direct, and stolid. Absolutely. Yeah. And it can be hurtful sometimes. Not intentionally. It's just, you know, sometimes I have to, uh, I have to switch the game to, you know how you switch the game to game mode? Or uh, I switch to daddy mode. Sometimes I got to go to daddy mode with women. Okay. And, um, you know, just a little conversation sometimes. So, no, I'm not emotional. No, no, not at all. I don't want you to feel that way. All right, what's next? Try the Arab girl. Oh, I've dated many Arab girls. Let me tell you something about Arab women. A-R-A-B, like Moroccans. They love me. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. These are gorgeous women. You know, a Moroccan girl, Arabs, my God, gorgeous. And they love me. They love me, like, insanely. Seriously. <laughs> they just do, right? And they're very, they're very beautiful women, okay? But, yeah, my experience with them, it's been great. I dated this one Arab girl. Gorgeous, beautiful body. Like, don't even work out, right? That's one thing about the Arabs. They don't even work out, but their bodies is amazing. I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. But I couldn't deal with her because now that she smoked weed, her breath was very foul because she smoked weed. So I just couldn't give her the attention that she wanted, you know? I had to let that play out. Um, you know, like I said, it just, yeah, and hygiene, man, it's big. What's next here? Did you give the charities and how much? Um, so I do my best to feed the homeless every week. That's a couple of hundred dollars there. Every once in a while, I'll donate 5000 here, 10000 here. Sometimes I just give money away to people. And I don't always make it public. I do my best to make it public, but when I do make it public, you guys are like, well, why you got to show it? Why you got to show everybody when you're giving money? Why you can't do it in private? So it's like it's like a catch-22. You're damn if you do, you're damn if you don't. If I show you, I get criticized. If I don't show you, I'm not doing it enough. You see how you can't please people? But I love it. It's, it's okay, you know. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, let me see here. What is your business? I'm a digital marketer. What is the key to manifesting great relationships? Very simple. Okay, so... Let me teach you how to manifest great relationships. Now, this, this, the, this is the notice of the warning. You probably shouldn't listen to anything I say because obviously I'm not in a relationship with a woman, okay? 
but it's by choice. Honestly, I can be in a relationship with a woman for one or two, right? But I'm in a relationship with my laptops right now, business. Okay. That's my relationship right now. So, and this is for women. Women, if you want to find, quote unquote, the perfect man, okay? You know, a man that's financially, I get it. He only has to be wealthy, but he's just financially smart or financially astute, responsible, you know, good looking, you know, at least keep himself well-groomed, right? Like, you know, he doesn't have to be a Morris Chestnut or Denzel Washington or Renault. I get it. But at least he's well-groomed, right? And that's important. A man that's can you can learn from a man that you can admire a man that can teach you something a man that can augment to your life right and i think that's what women want a man that can be loving caring a man that can be understanding a man that knows how to listen knows how to shut his mouth sometimes and just listen to your vent right a man that would take care of you be a provider so listen let me teach you how to do it so listen first of all you have to eradicate this notion in your mind that all men, like when you say this, all men, stop saying that, okay? Like all men cheat, all men lie, all men, all don't do that. You have to eradicate that from your vocabulary, the all men thing, okay? Because that's going to hurt you. Because what you don't realize, if you continue to say that all men do this negative thing, then you're going to continue to, to attract these type of men. Does that make sense? So stop saying all men because you have not dated all men. If you have, then that means you're nasty, okay? And, I, and I'm, I'm sure you, you ladies are not nasty. So stop saying all men because you have not been with all men on the planet. Only the men that you have been with are the men that you've had some situations with. Two is that if you want to find the perfect man, you got to be the perfect woman. Okay? Makes sense? If you want the perfect man, got to be the perfect woman now some women may say well what is the perfect woman and that's a good question here because you need to educate yourself see a lot of women a lot of women some women they just believe their current thinking on how they view men how they perceive men to be and how they should act in a relationship with a man it's enough but what you don't realize that maybe your current beliefs about what it takes to be in a relationship with a man and make it functional it's not enough which means you need to educate yourself okay you need to learn what makes a man happy you need to learn how to communicate to a man you need to learn how to deliver information to the man you have to learn how to take care of your man and another thing you need to learn how to cook Like you need to learn how to cook. Jesus Christ. I mean, the women of this generation, they can't even cook. It's insane. Not some of you do. But a lot of women, I'm telling you, I'm not a cook, man. They just, and if they do know how to cook, they don't want to cook. Right? So you have to learn how to become the perfect woman for the perfect man. Okay? Which means you have to understand your role as a woman in a relationship. And then, you have to understand the type of man that you want to date. You want to date the average man, you know, 
hundred K and below is the average man in my book. Make a hundred thousand or below, they're just the average guy or whatever. Hundred K and above, that's above average. Millionaire, exceptional. So these three types of men based off their income, they are you gotta deal with them differently. Like the man that's making under a hundred thousand dollars, he thinks very differently than a man that makes like five hundred grand a year. Does it make sense? Because he can do more things, so he has more liberation with his thinking. Man is under a hundred thousand dollars; he's very afraid to do certain things. Right? Oh, we well, ain't gonna do that. That's too expensive. That's a waste of time. Why would he do? You know, he justifies everything that he wants to do, but he can't do it because he don't have the money. Right? So you have to learn if you want that type of man. You have to learn how to adapt. And some women want that type of man because they say, well, I'm just going to give me a little average man because I know he'll never cheat on me. And I'm like, mm. to me, that's just silly, honestly. <laughs> but we'll talk about that later. <clears throat> but like I said, you have the man that makes more than $100,000 a year. He's a different type of man, right? And you got to know how to conform and learn how to act around this type of man. And then you got the million man, the million dollar man. And this is, you know, the millionaires is the one that I suggest that women date. I did a video and I posted it and I got a lot of comments because I got a lot of, I got a lot of hate on this video. Not a lot of hate, but some hate. And I was talking about women. If you're going to sleep with a man. Okay, I'm not talking about the women that are celibate. I'm talking about the women that are intimate with men currently. I said, if you're going to sleep with a man, you might as well sleep with a millionaire, especially if you want to be a millionaire. Does that make sense? You got to understand it in context. Unfortunately, that video, the snippet that they took, you didn't understand because it, you didn't understand the context. So let me explain it to you. I said, women that want to be rich women that want to be entrepreneurs that are successful if you're going to sleep with a man i'm not talking about women that are celibate the women that are currently sleeping with men having sex with them it makes more sense to you to sleep with a man that's a millionaire why because you will learn more things from him than you will learn from Pookie and Ray Ray, the man who are not millionaires. Does that make sense? That's what I was sharing because it will help you reach your goals faster. Make sense? Because you might as well learn something, right? Be smart. Why waste your body and your beautiful experience with a man that can do nothing for you. Like you can't teach nothing. You can't teach you how to manage your, your, your finances. You can't teach you anything about business, accounting, nothing. All you're going to do is just go on a date with you, go to dinner with you, go to the movies, maybe take one vacation a year and just make love to you. I mean, that's about it, right? But women, if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, well, you should date a successful entrepreneur. You should just seek that type of man out because you're going to learn something. You're going to get some value from him. He's going to teach you things. He's going to teach you discipline. He's going to teach you how to be self-motivated. 
you're going to inspire you. And that's big for women. Women love to be inspired. They love to receive information that they didn't even know existed. They love to learn. Okay? It's important for women. So that's what I was saying on that last video here. All right. Any questions for me? But you know what? Hey, if you want to date Pookie and Ray Ray and all the brokies on the planet, if that's what you want to do and sleep, go ahead. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead and have your little illegitimate baby and, you know, you're pregnant. Oh, my God, what I'm going to do? I'm with this man. He broke. He has nothing. Yeah. If you want to make your life more difficult, go ahead and do that, sweetheart. What's next here? Yeah, exactly. This is the free course. Any free courses? The course is happening right now before your eyes, my man. Wesley, are you going to help all of them struggling free of your course as you always say you want to help people? Yeah, it's not for free, though. Do you know Joe Vitale? I've heard of him. Do you believe in his teachings? Yeah, I do. Tavi, how are you? Oh, I love that we still have some women that cook. Thank God. I think that's an American thing, honestly. I've noticed when I've traveled, because I'm well-traveled, I've noticed that women outside of the country, they cook all the time. I love leaving the country because I know I'm going to get a good meal, honestly. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm being very honest. I mean, women outside, and, you know, women, you're going to hate this. You're not going to like what I'm about to say, but it's just my experience. Women outside of America, I mean, just from my experience, it's like they're better, they're better quality of women. And let me tell you why. Okay, we're not talking about looks. It's just their thinking is different. Like women, you can go outside of this country and women, I said, you don't know, want a woman that cook. It's like, of course, that's what a woman's supposed to do. That's what a that's what a woman would say outside of America. They would say, that's what a woman's supposed to do. They're supposed to cook and clean and make sure the house is ready for their husband. American woman? I'd be like, what you mean? I ain't going to cook all the time. You cook sometimes, too. It's 50-50. You clean the house sometime. I cook, you clean. <laughs> it's the truth, though. It really is. Right? So it's like women outside the country, they really get it. But, you know, women here, man, they're going to fight you, man. It's just. It's so important for them to have this, like, this egalitarian system that they got to be so equal. And we're not equal, you know. I know you want us to be, but we're not equal, okay. Men and women are very different. But it's like women just want to be like men. And I don't get it. Why? Why do women want to be like a man? They want to be powerful like men. They want to make all the money like men. They want to wear chains like men. They want to drive the Lamborghini, all the luxury cars like men. They want to do everything that a man does. And I'm like, <sighs> yeah, so sad. Wes, do you advise trading stocks? If yes, what kind of trading do you advise? Um, I do index funds. Fidelity, to be specific. Hey, Betty, how are you? And, I, and listen, I'm not saying all American women are like this, okay? Not all. I want to generalize. I know somebody's going to throw some stones at me. But I'm going to tell you, I've been all over the world. And, um, you know, I've spoken to a lot of women. 
And I'm going to tell you something, you know, the American women, they will be quick to tell you what they're not going to do. Uh-uh, I ain't doing that. I don't like doing I don't like doing that. <laughs> uh, but women outside the country, I mean, it's very, they're very feminine. I, I'll say this. They're more feminine outside of America. American women, not all of them, okay, they're more masculine in America. In America. But outside, like Paris, Brazil, uh, Egypt, Africa, um, Dubai. I mean, these women are very just, they're feminine women, okay? Very submissive. Okay? Yeah. Rome. Very submissive women, man. Spain. Very submissive. Okay. Best places to live in the U.S. to live. Uh, the best place? I've only lived in Florida and Houston. So I really couldn't tell you, honestly. What do you think of London? Dating any U.K. women? Yes, yes. I'm glad you brought it up. So I dated this Algerian woman. And when I say she was gorgeous. And listen, I know I said it a lot, right? And I wish I could show you the pictures, but you know, a lot of people follow me around the world. So I don't want this woman to be like, you got my picture out of You talking about me? And listen, women, I'm not talking about you. Because I know every time I do, every time I talk about women in my relationships with women, it's always some woman on the rant that think I'm talking about her. Listen, I'm not talking about you at all. Okay? So, yes, I did date this one woman in London. I met her in Paris a couple of years ago, maybe seven years ago, six years ago. And I'll never forget, I was in this club in Paris called Lark, L-A-R-C. Look it up. If you ever go to Paris, you got to go to Lark. I can give you a contact to my guy, Thomas. He'll take care of you. So, and this is when I first made the money. So I was just living my best life, honestly, right? I was just traveling the entire world. And I'm, you know, I'm out there, I'm partying hard, man. And I see this angel looking of a woman. When I say she was gorgeous, I mean, she is gorgeous. She's like Algerian. I mean, like these green eyes. I mean, she's like a model. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, she was gorgeous. Like, seriously. I wish I could show you the picture, but I can't. Long, beautiful hair. That You know, she had that skin, that, that tan skin, pretty lips. Natural. All natural, by the way. Did I mention that? The woman was natural. No fake boo, no fake butt, but gorgeous. I mean, the skin was just, I'm a big, listen, um, I have an affinity for skin. Like, when you got beautiful skin, oh, my God, it's my weakness. Jesus Christ, it's my weakness. I can't resist short women and great skin and good teeth. I just can't resist. I just cannot. It's hard. So, <laughs> this woman I met her, and she was leaving the club. I said, oh, my God, I got to get her, right? So, and I had a section, right? The section at that club is like 5000 bucks, right? And I had to go get her, man. And I ran out there, and I said, excuse me. She ran this red dress. She said, excuse me. How you doing? What's your name? I forgot. I forgot it. Oh, her name was Roxanne. Roxanne. Roxy. I'm telling you, she was gorgeous, right? And, um, you know, started talking a little bit. 
and we end up spending some time in Paris. And I know what you guys think. Weston, did you sleep with her? I did not sleep with her. I did not. Okay? I did not sleep with her at all. I really enjoyed the time with her, and she was a very smart woman. She knew not to sleep with a man like me too early, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, just because men, you know, women have a different, they have a perception of a man like me. They just assume I'm like something, whatever. But but we had a good time. I stayed in contact for, yeah, I actually went back to London like a year later or whatever. I went to see her again, and um, it was a great time, you know? And you might say, well, Wesley, why didn't you ever, you know, make it official? Well, one, I lived in Houston. She lived in London. And, you know, I just, I wasn't ready for that, you know, that monogamous type of relationship right now. You know, and she was a good woman. I mean, she, she's very submissive. She cooks. She did everything, right? But it just, I got to be honest with myself. See, a lot of you, man, you're just not honest with yourself. You say, oh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for one woman. I'm ready. I'm ready for a relationship. Then you get in the relationship and you cr create all these infidelity acts. You just cheat and cheat and cheat and you argue, you lie. You I mean, you're not ready, obviously. So me, I'm just honest with myself. I know I'm not ready and I don't want to be ready. When I choose to be ready, I will. And I wasn't ready at that time. And she decided to... You know, she had to let me go. Or we had to let each other go. You know, we just couldn't, she couldn't do it. I remember it was a moment. I can't believe I'm telling you guys this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. We was at a hotel in London. And um, we was very close to being intimate. It was very close. It was getting intense. You know what I mean? And um, she stopped. She was like, I can't do this, Wes. I can't, I can't, I can't. I think I'm getting sick, Wes. And she left the hotel and went home. Because she did not want to have casual sex. And I respect her for that. She did not want that. She wanted something real. She wanted to be in a relationship with a man, right? And she wanted to be with a man that wanted to be in a relationship. And Wesley just, you know, I'm a very casual man. I was in my casual mindset. <laughs> but uh, she cool. I mean, we stayed cool over the years. One thing about me, I stay pretty cool with anybody I've ever dated. You know, I stay cool. I like, I don't talk to them. But, you know, if we do talk, if I do see them, I'm like, oh, what's up? It's no bad blood with me. Never. Right? You know why? Because I'm honest. That's why. All right. What's next? So what made you not sleep with her? Yeah, it wasn't me. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, of course, I, I wanted to, right, very immensely, right? It was her. She decided to shut it down. She was like, no. No means no, Wes. Because she wanted to be in a relationship or she wanted to work towards that. And I could never give her that. That's what she wanted. You know, like me, I can't mislead a woman. I can't just tell her. Oh, yeah, we're going to be in a relationship. We're going to be together just to have sex. I don't do that with women. No, I never will do that. Because I think that's just, uh, I hate to say that, but it's like a bitch move to mislead a woman, to tell her what she wants to hear only to have sex with her. And as many men that do it, but I just can't do it, man. I just can't do it. I just got to keep it real. Just got to tell you what it is. You know what I mean? I'm saying, nah, I just, 
I gotta take our time, man. You know, just gotta take baby steps. You know what I mean? But she was she's an incredible woman. I'm not gonna lie to you. I've met some incredible women in my life. I'm like, and I probably I probably passed over so many incredible women in my life. Probably some, you know, probably some I was supposed to marry or whatever. But like I said, I gotta be honest with myself. I gotta be honest. I'm just not ready. I'm not ready yet. And it's okay not to be ready. And women, don't throw rocks at me and don't criticize me because I'm not ready to be in a relationship with a woman. I mean, relax. Jesus. Right? Some of you women, you're not ready either. So relax. All right. Questions here. You didn't have a million? Yeah, I had a million. Yeah, I was rich. Of course. But she didn't, write, she didn't even know I was rich because, well, when I went to London, I just, I mean, I don't have any cars, right? She didn't even see my social media. And I like meeting women that they know, they have like no idea who I am, right? Later she did learn, but I was just, you know, just a guy that met her out. I mean, she knew I wasn't broke, but I don't think she knew I was a millionaire, right? But, you know, women just like my demeanor, how I am, how I speak, how I talk, the words that I say. Just, I'm a whole experience, folks, you know, 100%. What's next here? Best food to order at five-star restaurants, steak. It's a tomahawk, tomahawk steak. Questions here. All right, any more questions before I let you go here? Um, in the genie script, you mentioned binding a previous feeling with a desire we want. Can I naturally feel excited about the things I desire? I'm naturally happy and excited about life. Okay, great. So when you feel that way, think about something that you want to feel that way about as well. So say if your just say if your son had turned twelve or turned two, your son had a birthday party and you feel good. So excited, so proud of your son, right? Are you so excited that he had a birthday or whatever? You're feeling good. You can think about your dream at the same time. It's called anchoring. So you can anchor a feeling of something else to something else. Does that make sense? You can do it consciously. Or you can do it within your meditation. But I'm glad you're going through my actual stuff here. What are some of the seemingly inconsequential habits uh, consequential habits that you think is keeping people from their individual success throughout the day? Um, you know, other than drinking and smoking and hanging around losers, I think some of the habits are people uh, that their life is very chaotic, which means is they don't have a structured way of living. They don't do something every single like the only thing they do every day is probably brush their teeth, you know, wash their body, you know, drink a cup of coffee, go to work, eat something, come home. But they don't have they're not disciplined. That's what I see. They're just not disciplined with the habits that are not so sexy, like reading a book, meditating, working in your business, being grateful, um, making your bed, you know, just small things. Right. Being organized. 
that's why they just lack discipline. That's what I've seen. How many books do you read a week now, Wes? Um, zero, honestly. I mean, I don't read a whole book. I just read like maybe a page here, a page there. Like I've been reading 100 Millionaire Offers because I'm working on copy. So I'm reading that because he's a good copywriter as well. So I'm just reading that and I apply it to what I'm doing in real life. I tend to only read books that's going to be applicable to something I can actually do in my life. They have some type of utility to it, right? I need to be able to apply it somewhere. <clears throat> I just don't read to read. How do you teach work ethic to your kids who have it all and are entitled? Well, my children, they're not entitled, man. They don't act that way either. I've been very blessed because my my children has they 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 have had the opportunity to be on both sides of the coin. Let me explain that. Like they have a rich dad. And then the mother, she's not rich, okay? She just, you know, I mean, she's a beautiful person. She's amazing. But, you know, she just, you know, just kind of just regular, you know? Does that make sense? So they have seen both sides. So when they live with her, I mean, obviously there's no penthouse. There's no vacations around the world. But, you know, it just, you know, just regular life. You know what I mean? They get love, 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 love from their mother. A lot of it, right? But it's very different, right? So they don't feel entitled because they know how it feels to be rich and know how it feels not to be rich, right? Most situations, right? They know, you know, because they live with their mother for the school year. They live with me in the summertime. So they are, like my children are very amazing. I mean, I'm very blessed to have just some outstanding children, they have never gotten into any type of trouble at school. I mean, they've never did anything to just make me feel ashamed or embarrassed. Like they don't do drugs, they don't smoke, they don't do they don't do none of this stuff. And that type of stuff is very pervasive in high school, middle school, and in college here. But my children, they don't they just don't indulge in that stuff at all, period. So I'm blessed to have very mannerable children. They're very respectful. Um, yeah. shout out to the mother as well she did a good job too of teaching them and raising them correctly so uh and i love her to life she's done an outstanding job of raising my children and that's why i will always support her all right what's next how do you t <clears throat> okay but yeah so yeah that's how I yeah, but, you know, work ethic is obvious. It's automatic. You know, if you want to teach your children work ethic, just be a person that works, and they will automatically pick that up. Like, my, my daughter had a job at 15 years old. I never told her to get a job. As a matter of fact, I had to I had to force her not to get a job in college um, because she wanted to get a job. And I said, baby, you don't need to get a job right now. I just need you to focus on your studies. You know, you're going to be moving to your sophomore year where it's going to get very difficult because she wants to, she's going to be a nurse, right? She's got to take the NCLEX and she's going to take a lot of clinical type classes that will take a lot of brain power, a lot of focus. So I want her to focus on that. And I want her to feel that she has to have a job. So I just give her the money. Of course, I just, you know, every month she gives me a budget. She sends it to me what she needs. And I've been teaching my children how to budget for a very long time. So every month she just sends me a spreadsheet or a note 
for the budget for the month, what she needs. And she itemizes it every single month, and I send her the money. And that's how we rock it. Until you became a millionaire, were you without hope? From down here, I feel scared. How could I change my state? Um, you know, I always had hope. You know, I always believed that it may happen. But were, were there times that I was down? Yeah. There was times that I was just doubting myself a bit if this was actually going to happen? Yeah. But uh, remember, you can change your state of mind at any given time. You know, when you have times of hopelessness, just remember to be grateful. Be grateful for the experience and be grateful for the journey. Okay. How long how long does it take you to memorize a new word daily? Um to give an example, I will listen. I've been listening to this one set of words for about a year now. Words like adulation, be lie, be gal. I can only name them like that because I've listened to them so many times. Like insipid. Like these are some of the words that I've added to my vocabulary here, and I just listened to it like a thousand times, honestly. So I just listen to them over and over and over again. Um, then I naturally would use them in a sentence, so I can use them to beguile you in these conversations here. So I just use one right now. Even obsequious, that's one of the words that I've learned from the to learn the new words. You know, as I've used that word quite a bit. Yeah, it's from there. <clears throat> and I can appreciate some of the adulation, even though I don't take it as adulation or an exaggeration of how you guys feel about me, but I do appreciate it. See, I just used the word again, adulation. Just look it up if you don't know what it means. Okay. <clears throat> or I can use words such as, I mean, the, the dichotomy between the poor and the rich is very distinctive. The distinction is, Poor people believe that they can't get what they want. Rich people believe that they can, and they don't need the evidence. See, the word is dichotomy. And look it up. Look it up. I mean, if you don't know what it means, look it up. Look it up, folks. What's next here? Should students be full-time in college? Uh, my daughter is. When you write words on paper, you will remember faster. Okay, great. But I don't. And I'm going to tell you why I don't, because... It's just like music. You guys listen to music, and you can rap and sing every single word, can you not? Of course you can. How does that happen? You didn't write it down, did you? No, it's just the repetition. So I use the same strategy as I did when I used to listen to music over and over again. I just listen to the words over and over again, and then it becomes imprinted in the mind. And you would just naturally start to use these words, right? You will find fissures in conversations. So I just use it again, a fissure, which is a crack. I find cracks in the conversation to be able to inject these words and to implement them and to share them with you. Okay. Wes, is there some spiritual guidance you have followed in your success journey? Um, no. I don't believe in spiritual guidance as far as like, like, I don't believe in, like, slaying down and praying to God and God, give me the vision for something. I don't know. Like, fix this situation. Like, I need guidance. No. I don't I don't truly believe that's how it works. I know some people believe it does, and I get it. And I'm not trying to debate with you about what you believe. 
But what I believe is, I believe that we can create what we want. So I don't need a guide, right? I don't need to pray for guidance. I, I just create what I want. Does that make sense? If I want something, I just create it. I visualize it in the mind, and it just tends to happen. So I don't, like, naturally, I don't need a guide to guide me somewhere or tell me what I should be doing in my life. You know, you know, people, they go to um, psychics, they go to mediums, you know, they go to church. They, you know, they do all this stuff because cause they're looking for guidance, right? You go to a psychic because you want the psychic to tell you about your life, right? Some of you go to these people to tell you about the dead, the people that have died. What do you call these people? You know, the people that have died, you say, oh, I've talked to this person that's been dead for 15 years. Or, you know, people go to church because they're looking for guidance. Even now, you guys come to this rank because you're looking for guidance. So I don't, I'm not looking for guidance. Like anytime that I listen to people online or read books, uh, I educate myself because what I do is I take the information and I take it and I reformulate the information and I disseminate the same information, but in a different way. Does that make sense? It's not necessarily that I'm looking for guidance. I'm not looking for any guidance. I know how my life is going to play out and I know exactly what my goals and dreams are. So I just, I know, so I don't need someone to help me or tell me how I'm going to get there. Okay. Does that make sense? I don't know if I explained that correctly for you. Do you believe in karma? Uh, I don't know. It depends on how you look at it. I don't know. You know, you know, the thing is of like, if you do something, it's going to come back to you. Ah, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't know. That's the best way I can answer that one. <laughs> I'll plead the fifth. Uh, Wes is there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Guys, ladies, did you get value here tonight? I'm going to have to go because my battery power is about to die. Hey, I love you so much. Thank you for joining the live here. Thank you for tagging somebody. Thank you for showing up. And thank you for continuing to believe in yourself because that's what's important. You got to believe in you, okay? This is the Wesley Billion Dollar Podcast. Much love and let's go.